an invaluable and inspired source for our knowledge of Jesus and his mission. And the evangelists, like four great portrait artists, each present Jesus in a distinctive manner. Not only the facts of his life and his mission, but also through their narrative, through their story, through the coloration of what they present, they show us the meaning of these events for our lives as people of faith. And we can have a narrative about Jesus and about the place and the history in which he lived, not only because he is divine, as we believe, but because he is human. And because he is human, genuinely human, he had a human history. He was born in a particular time, the first third of the first uh, century of the, our era. And he was born in a particular place, uh, present-day Israel, present-day Jordan, and the surrounding regions. And so uh, this is part of the mystery of the Incarnation, the powerful central faith of Christianity, that in the person of Jesus, we have the living presence of God, the divine presence, but also a divine presence that has embraced the human and dwelt among us, not as an abstraction, but as a real person in a particular time and place. And so because of this uh, historical grounding of the figure of Jesus, we can focus on a dimension of his life and context, something that is assumed in the gospel accounts themselves, namely the geographical context of Jesus' life and of the earliest followers of Jesus. Some interpreters of the Gospels refer to this dimension as the fifth gospel, this reality that offers a further illumination about the person of Jesus and his times and his mission. As we say, he was not an abstraction, but a real person, a human being, as well as divine, who lived and died in a particular place and at a particular momentous moment in history. It's certainly true that geography has an impact on all of us, and this was certainly true uh, of Jesus, that the contours and the conditions of the Holy Land, the land of Israel, had an impact on the people there and their history. And this was also true for Jesus himself. We know that uh, geography and the particular conditions of a particular place have a lot to do where deciding where people will settle. And this has been true uh, throughout history. And therefore, uh, historical events, in a certain way, are conditioned by the geographical setting in which they occur. Some of these important elements, for example, are water. Uh, people need water to live. And so it is often, or almost always, around water supplies that peoples tended to congregate where they built their villages and their cities. For example, the ancient city of Jerusalem was located near a great spring called the Gihon Spring, or the waters of Siloam, it's named in other places. Later, as the, the population of Jerusalem expanded, this great spring that is still running today uh, was not sufficient. And so they had to bring additional water supplies uh, through aqueducts from the surrounding hills and 
bring them into reservoirs, and they kept expanding this aqueduct system as the population increased. But for Jerusalem and other cities around the world, not simply in the Holy Land, uh, water supply was essential. Sometimes there were trade-offs. There is a very famous city in Israel in the Holy Land, uh, an ancient city, Caesarea Maritima, built by Herod the Great as a port, uh, as a port where large commercial ships could come in. This was right on the shores of the Mediterranean. It had been an anchorage previously, but there was no water supply. But Herod, uh, the harbor was most important, access to the sea. So he built this great city, amazingly built a harbor, but he had to bring the water in by aqueduct some 12 miles away from the Mount Carmel range and bring it into reservoirs. So he traded off access.